0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. And now let's get on with today's show. An article came across my desk, a a writing from Matana Williams, and I will put the link to her entire article in the show notes if you are interested in reading it. But I told her that I wanted to share her bullet points with my audience because I get a lot of email that she described in her story like a culmination of the relationship issues that I hear of from those who are struggling. With anxiety and challenged with how to deal with all of this in their relationship. And so Matana goes on to talk about her relationship with her boyfriend and how she had come to rely on him for a lot. She always was expecting him to be there emotionally and physically and to handle any issue that she was going through. And this can happen often in relationships. Both sides of the relationship are prone to giving their power away. And it does happen if we are not aware of what we are doing in our relationships. Matana goes on to say, I unknowingly expected him to tackle any kind of emotional turmoil in my head and to be there to take me out and show me a good time whenever was convenient for me, regardless of his schedule. And what I get in email often is we get stuck and we are not being selfish, but we are feeling that what our needs are, are blaring so loudly in our mind, these anxious needs, these anxious thoughts that we can't imagine that this is, could be uh, not more important than anything that was going on with our, a partner or a friend. And so we just go with that in our head. So when we don't get the response that we want, we think that the other person didn't understand our needs and how important they were. So we want to remember that the anxious mind is not always telling us true thoughts. So I'm going to go on here now with some of Matana's bullet points that she had here. She, uh, first she said that it became clear to her that she had put an unfair burden on her boyfriend and she knew that her relationship with him would not survive if she did not make a change. And so that's what I want to share today are the changes, the top three realizations that Madonna had because she said them so well. Obviously this can happen in any kind of relationship. It can happen in a romantic or platonic relationship or in a family relationship. And the first point that she has here is expecting someone else to make me happy is objectifying them. In a sense, my boyfriend was a tool for my happiness I had placed an enormous amount of pressure on him to perfectly handle all my difficulties and supply all the things that were missing in my life. Now, that's a really important one because, like I said, the anxious mind in relationship is feeling that their needs, their thoughts, their challenges, especially their anxious challenges are so important. These are blaring in the anxious mind, but they are not always known to the partner, to the friend, to the family member. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Matana goes on to say, but I only have the right toolbox that can fix what isn't working. My boyfriend is not a tool he is a whole person with his own emotions, struggles, goals, hopes, and dreams. Reducing him to a tool for my happiness is objectification, and it limits the growth and deepening of our relationship. It is unfair to expect someone to help you become a whole person. More importantly, we are all ready Having everything that we need within us to live our own best life. We do not have to look outside ourselves or to anyone else. This was really a wonderful point that she made because when we are anxious, we have lost our confidence in our own ability to not only take care of our problems, but to rely on coming up with our own solutions, our own creative juices have come to a screeching halt as we are struggling day in and day out with over-the-top feelings, sensations, thoughts that just seem to not give us any space. And so it can really begin to show in a relationship, and the relationship can become um, stressed and it's important for us to stop and really take a good look at this rather than starting to blame. Because what really does happen as the anxious person begins to feel less and less confident, less and less secure, and frightened more and more of the outside world, they become dependent on Quote safe people. And so I want to really have you take a look in your life. If you are having a safe person, if you are having particular crutches that are in a relationship, if you are using a person as a crutch, it might be a good time to really slow things down and to work on that. Because it erodes a relationship. As Matana so beautifully said earlier in this article was that she was objectifying her boyfriend. She was using him as a tool versus who he was to her. She goes on to say, this relationship has taught me many lessons but perhaps the biggest one is that I cannot wait around for anyone else to bring happiness and excitement to my life. I have to go out there and create it. I also cannot expect one person alone to take my loneliness away. I love this piece because with anxiety, It can very easily whittle down to one person, depending on how long you've been struggling and what's going on in your life. You may have lost your own inner resources and given your own power away to an outside source. And whoever that is, is overly burdened because they cannot do these things for you. You have the right Combination of, of tools inside you. And it's just a matter of us toning that anxiety down, getting that parasympathetic nervous system back on the rails and being able to be calm enough to see what's inside there. It's already there, but we can't see it because we're so stressed out, we're so anxious, we're reacting to everything, not responding, and so we immediately think we need help we need help from someone. And it usually becomes someone who is uh, close in proximity to us. And then we begin to put too much of a burden on them. We forget that we actually have everything inside us. We just need to be calming down enough to remember and to be able to see. The second point that Matana has here is she says, I alone am responsible for my happiness and excitement in life because I work from home and lack coworkers and social interaction. I am susceptible to feeling isolated There were so many days when I would count on my boyfriend to come pick me up, take me out, or invite me for some event. If this did not happen, I would feel unhappy and angry. But really, I should have never depended on someone else to bring me excitement, joy, or happiness. That is my responsibility. This is a great point because we become externally motivated. Everything that we are thinking about is coming from the outside. We think that all our sources of our calmness or our happiness are going to be out there. If I just go out there and get this, if my boyfriend takes me to an event, then I'm fine for the moment. If he gives me attention or calls me or texts me enough during the day, then my stress level is okay. But she goes on to say that she eventually realized that instead of depending on her boyfriend to fill a void in her life, that she had to start taking accountability and doing it for herself. Now, This is really important, especially when you are using someone in your life as the way that you feel calm or the way that you feel better. It's important to be able to start looking inward and seeing what do I have inside me that can calm me down, that can fill this void, that can give me a little excitement, What is it that I desire and what can I do beyond giving our power away to a person around us to take care of this need for us? We want to share these things with the people in our lives, not have them fill these needs for us but anxiety so ties us down and we have no response to life. We are totally just reacting and it becomes habitual. We do the same things over and over again, but I'm here to tell you that you can break those habits and that you can begin to not only calm down enough to see your inner resources, but begin to dust them off and use them and hone them and have the life that you desire. Matana goes on to say that she started getting out of her comfort zone and outside of the overly introverted bubble that had kept her so lonely all the time. Now that she has reconnected with and strengthened some relationships with some other friends, she no longer puts so much pressure on her boyfriend. The third point that she comes up with is that she says, you can reclaim your power." If you are like me, you are probably in the habit of placing your power in others' hands. You may think thoughts along the lines of, If he doesn't text me today, I'm going to be crushed. If she doesn't go to this event with me tonight, I'm going to be so disappointed, and I'm just not going to go at all. If they don't invite me to the party on Friday, my night will be ruined. Matana says, I used to say these kinds of things often and still have to fight against this kind of thinking. In all of these statements, I am letting someone else's actions control my own mood and happiness. I am letting the actions of others affect what I choose to do. She leaves us with a few questions that I will ask you. Do you put your power in other people's hands? Will someone canceling plans or doing something unexpected wreck your day or will you empower yourself to create your own happiness? And she closes by saying, this has been a hard lesson for me, but it is one that I choose to act on every week and I will continue to work on it because the journey to empowerment and happiness is a lifelong one. Again, though that was a from Matana Williams, and her link will be in the show notes. She had such a nice way of bringing together what I hear so often in email of being disappointed or afraid when the friend or loved one is not available or is going out of town or simply chooses to leave of a relationship because it happens in life it can happen and people move on to other relationships or other parts of the country they travel for work we can't be so dependent on people and using them as crutches or as tools in our lives we want to be sharing things with the people in our lives and we ought we do of course we take care of others when they are in need, and we accept the love and care of others when we are in need. But it needs to be an ebbing and a flowing. And we need to remember that many of the things that we are relying on others for with our anxiety and panic can be sourced from within we really do have it in there. So by doing the things that we talk about here on the podcast of getting back into our parasympathetic nervous system and being able to rest and digest and heal and remembering our way home to that peaceful, calm place that is inside of each and every one of us, that we then can become more resourceful and strong and not needing to depend on others but being there to help them if they are in need and when we are down, accepting help from them. But it's not a dependency. I hope this has been helpful for you. And now for today's quote. Suffering is not holding you. You are holding suffering. When you become good at the art of letting sufferings go, Then you'll come to realize how unnecessary it was for you to drag those burdens around with you. You'll see that no one else other than you was responsible. The truth is that existence wants your life to become a festival. And that's from Osho. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.